This episode of Fermented Adventure the Podcast is sponsored by Brewskits, handcrafted dog treats made from spent beer grains, oats, barley, and rye, no chemical preservatives, a great source of fiber, and packed with protein. Visit Brewskits.com to see the full selection of treats for your dog and your cat. Receive 15% off, no minimum purchase, on your first order by typing in lowercase FA2024 at checkout. Cheers! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, craft spirit enthusiasts, and those interested in the intoxicating world of craft distilleries, cideries, meaderies, wineries, and the occasional foray into breweries. It's Rich Shane, and welcome to Fermented Adventure, the podcast, where we bring you the fascinating people that are making the mash, fermenting, distilling, bottling, pouring, and delivering to you some of the finest libations in the world. Before we get started, here are a few housekeeping items. Thank you for bringing the podcast into wherever you are and whatever you're doing. We truly are grateful that you've chosen to listen and make us part of your day. It would mean the world to us if you left a five-star review. This helps us climb in the rankings, and it makes it easier for others to find us. Don't hesitate to leave us your comments as well. If the podcast didn't meet your expectations, tell us why. We're always striving to improve. You can find us at fermentedadventure.com. We are on Instagram and Facebook as Fermented Adventure. Email us at fermentedadventure at gmail.com. All right, FA Nation, let's meet our guests. He's Sean House. I'm Rich Shane. This is Fermented Adventure, the podcast. Sean, welcome to the podcast. Glad to be here, Rich. Thanks for inviting me today. Sean, we met at the Pennsylvania Farm Show, and we came across your booth, and you had one, well, one, but several really unique products. And what gravitated, for Dawn and I, what we gravitated towards were your hemsoles, these delicious, flavorful, and protein pretzels. I mean, that doesn't take the whole definition about what they are together, but that's what we gravitated towards because, hey, you know, what goes better with beer? Pretzels. And now we found these hemsels. Sean, how did hemsels and everything you do get started? Well, it's kind of interesting, Rich. When I met you in Dawn, we're in aisle one and we're booth 109, but we're actually the last booth. So when you come in from the beginning of the Pennsylvania Farm Show near Cameron Street, you got a lot to see and do before you even reach my booth. And we've been there for 18 years. So it was just kind of serendipity that we walked, we bumped into each other at the right time because we're normally super busy sampling, sampling, sampling. And it's been a long story, but this was kind of going to be my swan song for pitching hemp and all that good stuff. But I know that we're right over the, um, we're going over the bridge, the rainbow. There's a pot of gold um, to speak distinctly regarding hemp and cannabis. So our company um, started years and years and years ago, 1997, and it is about a high-protein pretzel. It started with a sourdough crunchy pretzel, traditional, kind of a, a Hanover, Pennsylvania, sourdough pretzel, unbleached wheat flour. And we use the flour of hemp, and we I tell people, think of it like F-L-O-U-R, like flaxseed. We're not talking F-L-O-W-E-R, not talking CBD although I'm involved with that. I mean, it's just a different thing altogether. But we're looking at fortifying a traditional pretzel and making it higher in protein. And that's one of the benefits of the hemp seed. 
And that's why we say at Hempsels, it's all about the seed. And that's 1-800-USE-HEMP in the United States. So it is a long, long story. And I I don't want to bore anybody in that uh, sense. But um, it started with the sourdough pretzels in 1997. And I didn't even own the company at the time. I was um, at Acres USA in um, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, at the host farm in April 1997. And I was rep- I had formed an organization, the, the Pennsylvania Hemp Industries Information Association. I had hemp rope, hemp textiles. I was representing uh, the Ohio Hempery out of Ohio that had lotions and soaps and things. And I was showing the farmers and showing the business people about the potential, this new billion dollar crop that I had been exposed to when I was a teenager. Um, and anyways, lo and behold, the owner of Hempsels at that time, Ralph Amato, was actually no problem. Inc. comes in the door the next day and says, I saw you in the newspaper. I'm Ralph Amato. We make a hemp pretzel. And I'm like, food. You know, how many <laughs> sure. You know, how many guys are gonna once a year buy textiles? I mean, it, it's all good and there's a, a point to to it but you need to be able to flip items and food when i I heard him say pretzels it just dawned on me that this was going to be the cornerstone of my business that i had been building on basically smoke and mirrors um just a lot of enthusiasm a lot of right connections a lot of serendipity and lo and behold i meet the owner and um again it gets into a longer story but at the moment and you could go to Hemsels.com or LancasterTradinghouse.com. We do a high-protein soft pretzel that's baked and frozen. And that's to lock in the nutritional profile of the hemp seed flour and oil that's added to a traditional Lancaster County pretzel. And then the sourdough pretzel, that's the Ravona pretzel bakery. That's Hanover spelled back, backwards. And that's one, it was originally one of 10 ovens in the old in the united states making pretzels the old-fashioned way you had gettysburg pretzels hammonds um a couple other ones but now they're down to four and this is one but i like i was saying it had been 18 years at the pennsylvania farm show last week when i met you and your wife it's been 30 years that i've been doing this uh without any major capital and we survived the government trying to ban hemp foods from 2000 to 2004 after I had purchased the assets of the Hemsels business from Ralph, who had already sunk lots of money into it, was getting tired that they were going to get lamb blasted by the DEA to get rid of your hemp seed, et cetera, et cetera. And that's just a different avenue. But if that answers your question, that's what started the pretzels. And from there, it kind of I, I joke like the Forrest Gump of hemp because then did the mustard, uh, we did a baklava, uh, granola bars, we do a hemp peanut butter. Uh, this is under actually another brand, Natalie's Choice, because it it segued out of Hempsels and Pretzels um, during 2004. So <laughs> that's a little bit of the background. Brewskits, beer, grain, dog bones, brewskits, your dog will go wild, brewskits. Beer, grain, dog bones, a healthy alternative for your pup. Brewskits are all natural and made in the USA. Visit brewskit.com. That's B-R-E-W-S-C-U-I-T dot com. 
You just let us know so much that I am more curious now than ever about your journey. I mean, you talk about the government and the miscommunication and the confusion as to what hemp is and how it, you know, relates to other, you know, substances and things of that nature. How how did you go about taking that soft pretzel and developing the recipe for the soft pretzel, the from the hard pretzel to the soft pretzel? Well, basically, um, I have to give a shout out to Richard Rose, who's the original hemp nut. And this is, again, one of my mentors. Uh, Donnie Wurstafter was the Ohio Hempery. Uh, that's closed. Richard Rose was the original hemp nut. When Ralph and Mark Tucci and Don Reese, who were the original instigators of the Hempsels, it's just a hard sourdough pretzel. At that time, they had used the seed meal to make the pretzel. And it was actually Don Reese's wife that made it in York, Pennsylvania. Um, but we went through some reformulations because the seed meal is something we'd make beer from. So that's a different question later on. But it's, it wasn't good in a sense. We didn't have flour, F-L-O-U-R. I discovered that when I went up to Canada pre-911 to um, Hempola Farms. That was Greg Harriet at that time in, in Ontario, uh, up that area. And I had been traveling up there a few times to see some of the farmers, et cetera, et cetera, pre-911. But um, the the sourdough pretzels, well, my office was in, in Blue Ball, Pennsylvania. So that's near New Holland, Intercourse, all those great names for Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. And we were actually at 1030 Main Street in Blue Ball, Pennsylvania. And we were, Ralph's office was in this diesel shop. It was a friend of his. So he rented the front area. And I moved my operation in when I had met Ralph at this conference, 1997. I'm like, okay, I want to get together. I want to work with him. I want to market these sourdough pretzels, um, et cetera, et cetera. But um, the, the formulation changed when we had gone out to California at the Hemp Industries Association Conference, which had been an annual event that I had attended a few times because that's where the movers and shakers, the Dr. Bronners, the Woody Harrelsons, um, the Willie Nelsons, those type of people were behind the hemp cannabis uh, movement. They were producing products. And so Hemsel's is kind of and is one of the oldest producers that's still in existence of hemp foods. But we had changed that formulation with the introduction of the hearts, uh, the, the soft part of the hemp seed. So that had been uh, the Germans had um, dehulled it. Richard had been in Germany, found it, brought it to America. Then Galaxy Restaurant in New York was working with that. I mean, there's so much you can do with the seed in the sense of making a dairy free ice cream milk. Um, it adds nutrition. It's protein. It's, you know, again, a more other questions, but that changed the original recipe. And then in 1999, we submitted our sesame sourdough to food distribution magazine in Boca Raton, Florida. And lo and behold, we got second place in a blind taste test of 30 pretzels beat out by a chocolate covered pretzel stick from Ohio. <laughs> it's always the chocolate covered. <laughs> that was 1999. Um, but that was a changing of the formulation going to the, the hearts and then later on, when I had purchased the business, 
I had been going up to Canada and that's where I introduced the flour. And then um, the, the segue into the soft pretzel bakery was it was right up the road from me. So I had already known the owner and it's, it's all about continuing to network, you know, what, what you're doing. So we'd already made a great sourdough pretzel, you know, um, here, lo and behold, I'm working with Dutch country soft pretzels and a shout out to Ike Stolzus, the original owner, um, because there's other stories from there that's been up and down, up and down because I don't own my own facility. So working within other operations, uh, contract packaging, you know, it's a whole different ballywick. And especially when you're using something Novell, which is still the oldest fiber seed and oil crop, but considered new with hemp flour. So that, that, that segue there. And then the guy that was making the mustard for Ike, you know, I was like, let's make a mustard. <laughs> and we had started adding the hemp parts to the mustard. And then I took it to one of my wholesale accounts, a health food store and, and shout out to Sonewalds. Uh, Will is like, you ever think of using apple cider vinegar instead of white distilled vinegar? I'm like, I think we can do that. Change it. Boom. We have one of our best sellers, our apple cider vinegar, horseradish, hemp and honey mustard, which I'm actually having another palate produced. And that's one of our winners that if we could get it moving, my capitalization, I wouldn't have to go to the bankers or <laughs> borrow money or, you know, give my swan song about surviving COVID, surviving the hemp food ban, surviving the economic crash of 2008 on smoke and mirrors. Well, I think from all that you said, Sean, we are, I mean, look at the distilled spirits industry, look at the cocktail and beverage industry. There are people that are looking for a more holistic experience, a more healthy experience while they're still drinking. Low ABV, no non-alcoholic beers and things like that. So hemp and what you are doing, I think in a lot of ways, you're at the epicenter for what people are gravitating towards. I mean, again, for Dawn and I, we were like, this is exactly what we would love to have and be able to partake in all the time. And by just you mentioning where you are located at the farm show, I'm going to give everybody a little secret. Go to the farm show next year, but start at their booth, buy pretzels, and then you use the pretzels to go around to the other booths and you use those for tasting. So when you get the other people with their jams and their spreads and their mustards, you're using the hemsels. By the way, they're much better. These are probably some of the best pretzels I've ever had. Good for you, as I said, packed with protein. It, it's just a wonderful experience. Go there first. You mentioned Woody Harrelson. I mean, he is now uh, an owner of Holistic Spirits, and they're making their, their gin, and they're making their vodka, and it's better for you. So with what you're doing with hemp, and I know you mentioned some CBD stuff, and these products you're coming out with, I think this is what people are going to be, if not already, more so, gravitating towards to, to include in, in their health, healthy lifestyle, healthy diet. That's um, besides foods, the nutraceutical value of the hemp seed itself. That was something I was really focused on this year. I had turned 60 last October. I have a, a, a teenage daughter um, and half my life has been spent advocating and now it's this other part of the 3HS, the hemp health and healing aspect for the next 60 years, you know, to be going full steam. And I've always been a big proponent of cannabis, um, you know, et, et cetera. 
And it, it is, it goes back, I mean, there's a lot of correlations between fermented beverages, pro prohibition, um, people, self-sustainability. Uh, that's that same thing with hemp cannabis, because we were showing hemp frisbees, hemp shovels, you know, besides our topicals for healing, uh, which, you know, I'm, I'm happy to share that information too. But we need to create jobs. We need to have production done in the United States um, that can be done through this plant, you know, whether it is to make beverages, uh, whether it's to eat, consume, wear, uh, you know, use for construction materials, graphene for batteries, the whole nine year yards. It's just a, a matter of, of control. And that number one is self-control. I mean, even, you know, that with fermented beverages, you know, everything in, in moderation on that end. I'm actually working with Diane West of Renewal Kombucha, uh, or if I don't pronounce that correctly, and that's a fermented beverage because we're trying to use healthier beverages. I have the Canafiz sodas, which don't have fructose, fructose corn syrup, but there's still a lot of sugar in it. But, um, you know, we're looking at a CBD-infused um, a kombucha that she would fresh press. I've opened up retail in Wrightsville, Pennsylvania, although I closed till springtime because there's a lot of regathering of resources for 2024 to re restart um, and trying to pull some of these things together that I've been working on for years. I think the timing is now. But, uh, yeah, we have a lot, you know, in common. And when we do the Atlantic City Beer Fest, and that's something that we would go back to next year, because it's indoors versus outdoors, we are the microbrew pretzel. You know, we are the high protein, not not a Budweiser get you blood bloated pretzel. I I tell people I worked in Philadelphia before they built the convention center, and I've had those pretzels which are as white as a piece of paper. You know, but ours is a darker grain, and that's in the the richness of the hemp flower seed oil, which has a nutty flavor. And we don't even spritz them with butter when we're sampling them. And we just didn't do a lot this year of sampling. We normally would do that. Um, but eventually you'll have commercials, make hers yours, or it'll be like H-E-M-P-Z-E-L-S, hemp souls. Versus I love Eagle. it. Yeah, I love it. Like so, yeah, and the, we have a lot of goals this year. It's just I've been a one-man show for years, and it's pulling the right team together and it's bigger than just pretzels. And it was, as I've said to other people, it's bigger than just sourdough. I didn't want to live and die on a sourdough crunchy pretzel or we would have been gone a long time ago. But it's showing the use and that it tastes good, you know, and now there's other things that we need to refine once we get the capitalization and do the marketing and, you know, expand the web platform, et cetera, et cetera. Several times you've talked in different modes of some sort of beverage whether it's beer, kombucha, other things, you know, sparkling beverages, where does hemp come in? And and how, you know, when you talk about beer, you know, where are, are there breweries currently that you're working with that are making beer from hemp? And what, if I'm making a beer or if I'm making a kombucha, what is it I'm looking to derive from that hemp? Is it flavor? Is it nutrition? Is it both? What is it that stands out? Pardon the interruption. Thank you so much for listening to Fermented Adventure, the podcast. Could you do us a favor? Hit that follow button. It makes it easier for others to find us, and it helps us climb in the rankings. Take a screenshot of the podcast, post it, 
Tag us and let everyone know that you listen to the Fermented Adventure Podcast. Now, back to our podcast. Well, I'll, I'll give you a couple things that I found out during my course of working with different manufacturers. You know, good, bad, or indifferent. You just hear, I'm not a big fan of, of mixing CBD or cannabis with alcohol, per se. I think we had that discussion when you guys had come up. Just because... I know if I'm smoking and drinking, the two ultimately one's going to take over and, and, you know, things are going to go blank on that end. But I was down at Frederick Brewing Company with Ralph Amato when Frederick Brewing Company was making hemp and ale at that time before they were bought by Blue Goose something. And they were using the seed meal at the time because that's what we had used initially not with the sourdough, but a peanut butter filled pretzel, a pretzel nugget through Anderson pretzels that they had done. They had used a seed meal. And that's and before I owned the company. And that's what they were like little dog biscuits. But going back to your question, the seed meal, I work in a shout out to Rick Kunkel, who's a master brewer. I had supplied Boobies Brewery for years in Lancaster, PA, and then Mexitali for a few years. And then he's off to another brewery. But Every April 20th, we're supplying him with the seed meal that he makes a hemp and ale. And I think I have that on my website that you can see him at the brewery making the beer. Uh, it's certainly a thing of flavor, just like the, you know, people like it. They actually do. Um, and again, this would be like our pretzels. Think of flaxseed, hemp seed, similar, but not the same taste. But the meal for a beer not the flower, F-L-O-W-E-R, that I know people are brewing also. And again, I have no issue with what you do as a responsible citizen. You know, just everything be careful, you know, on that end. Um, since we're opening the concession trailer, Rich, that's where the beverage to complement the pretzels goes with. And we had the Canafiz, and that's another segue story. I had met the owner... Um, um, in Reading, Pennsylvania, right before COVID. And I had come back from Porcupine Fest in Lancaster, New Hampshire, another adventure. And he had just said, I had said, I'm doing the pretzels. He goes, we're thinking of making a soda. And I'm like, okay, great. You know, I'll buy a pallet from you. I took it to the Valley Forge Gourmet Food Show the month before COVID happened. I had a pallet of CBD. I thought I was going to sell through it. And I didn't sell through it. And it took me a while. I mean, it was seemed to be hot, but I just seemed to get in at the wrong time on a lot of these things. And the other th aspect was here was a manufacturer that does a great tasting soda, but he left a CBD that had the flavor of CBD, which is not really a pleasant flavor per se. You're, you can get CBD without flavor, et cetera. His rationale, and I completely understand it, was to... Tell people that you drank a cannabis, you understand there's cannabis in there, 25 milligrams CBD, et cetera, et cetera. But I was like, I would have left it plain. And it would have been cannabis, 25 milligrams CBD. You believe us or you don't believe us. And then you have to maintain your flavor because that aspect, it did not help the flavor. My wife didn't like the flavor. I've had other people, other stores, you know, tell me, but. It's almost like a medicine. You don't worry about it because it's 25 milligram CBD. One eight ounce bottle is a good in ingestion and it, it does work in the sense of calming, relaxing. 
Um, the one that we're working with, Diane, will provide the CBD. And this comes again in the full circle of knowing your suppliers, where I know the farmer in Lancaster County supplying us with the product that goes into our topicals and goes, and that's a, that's another story. But anyways, we're going to have this for our, with our kombucha because I do want healthier beverages. I want good tasting, but we're not going to have it as a flavorful. So, you know, you t- so it messes with the flavor. Certain things, the flavor is good. Certain things, it's not. You know, hemp is good for certain things. Certain things, it's not. You don't make 100% hemp paper. Why? Because inkjet printers won't absorb it. It's not pen and ink where they would write it there, hang it up, let it dry. You know, it needs to be blended. Uh, even the shirt is, I think, 55, 45, that. But it's, I think the other part's uh, uh, plastic bottles that it's it's used from. I got this years and years and years ago. But anyways, that goes, that might answer the question regarding the use of hemp because it has a nutty flavor. And that would be the beer profile or whatever you're going to put it into to, to make a beverage. Um, the CBD is different again because it's extracted from flour. And then if you watch those movies, you're not the, the MTV or Vice channels where they're cooking with it. You know, they're working with terpenes and they're doing all that stuff's over my head. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other flavor profile that those chefs would be like, oh, blah, 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 the show. And I'd be just like, you know, I'm a plain old simple meat and potatoes guy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just it, it, the point was also getting the feedback from the customers because I'm out there cheerleading. Oh, here's the product. You know, here it is. And then they're like, oh, that product sucks. That product's, you know, and, and I like to own it because I take it personally and use those to correct, to make it better for the next time. But going back to the beverages for our franchising the Hemsels with our pretzels, pizzas, uh, beverages, ice cream, dairy-free, that's something that we need. You know, and we do want it healthier. We don't want the fructose corn syrup. I try to avoid that to the nth degree, and there's none of that in any of my products. But that's where the Natalie's Choice line comes in. It's kind of her choice. It's your choice. We don't have to be all vegans. We don't have to be all vegetarians. You know, I'm more of the omnivore. Take it all in, you know, what works for your individual self on that end. So if that answers that question. Well, it did. And while you're speaking about all those avenues where hemp specifically as to what we're talking about, where that comes in, look, I'm the consumer, right? You keep naming all these products, pizza and baklava and granola bars and mustard. I mean, all these things that you had displayed. And I'm thinking to myself, I know people that can utilize this medium and they can take it to that level that, as you talk about, flavorful, healthful, all those things. We know uh, distiller Woody, Woody Dombrowski. So he's working on this uh, little rum experiment or a little rum product he has. And I've been saying, hey, Woody, see what you can do with distilling as in with hemp in your mash bill. Maybe what kind of uh, distilled spirit or how that would impart flavor or character or something into that distilled spirit. And then we've interviewed Laura Ballastacos of High Point Kombucha. And she's up in Allentown. She's she makes some of the best. I mean, we you know, we, we've had a lot of different kombucha and we've had mama bucha and, and, you know, just some wonderful producers. But I, I love to see, hey, Laura, get some hemp. See what you can. And everybody has a different interpretation, Sean. And it's not just one. It's like everybody else can take your product, as you talked about. 
make a mustard out of it, do X, Y, and Z, and raise it to the next level. And I think what that does is for the consumer, we start looking for more hemp products. You mentioned clothes and Frisbees and all those things. And it's a mindset now, right? What can I do to do better for the world, the earth? You know, you as a an entrepreneur, you as a business owner, how can we support you to continue that message and get those products more front and center so the consumer doesn't have to, you know, search in the dark with a flashlight for them? That's the thing. I mean, we are, this is a paradigm shift in what's happening. We are here for a purpose. I strongly believe that. Um, there have been too many narratives and cannabis, the cannabis narrative had been one that we had overcome without the use of technology. You know, it was up to um, Jack uh, Hare, who would the, shout out to the prophet who had uh, did the book, The Emperor Wears No Clothes, and had dug through the congressional archives when Congress had denied that the Department of Ag or War Department had created that video hemp for victory. Um, my thing now with our web platform is to not go through the gatekeepers of Amazon or the people that are going to replicate what you're doing, take your customers. Uh, we are looking to empower the farmers. Uh, politically, that's where the libertarian party comes in in the sense of tired of the Coke and Pepsi alternatives that we constantly get um, pushed into on a local, state, and federal low level, which ultimately corrupts the ability of the farmers to be able to grow so, um, do business, and create wealth, you know, and keep it that way versus selling it to the next highest person on that end. So my web platform is uh, being revamped um, with a newer version because I've been doing this on smoke and mirrors and friends that have been helping, et cetera, et cetera. So they'll see a lot of differences um, coming up. But that is one of the avenues, you know, that I've chosen to go through. We're going to mimic the Amazon direct for the manufacturing, you know, keep the cost down to deal with the inflation, et cetera. On the bigger picture, it is working with the farmers and taking the seed because in the past, for many years, I dealt with the Canadians um, and sold their products uh, a couple different uh, places. And and then we're starting to deal with the Midwest or I'm starting to deal with people out in the Midwest um, and some other brokers. But I'm not really happy with the quality that we're getting now because that demand for either the shelled or pressed into oil or seed meal, you know, your seed uh, limitations are there, you know, and, and we want it to be a commodity. So we want it to keep the cost down. So in the big grand scheme, it's uh, working with the Lancaster, Pennsylvania farmers, Delaware, Maryland, New York farmers to set up that infrastructure. And this is kind of on an Archer Daniels Midland seed to the loom to the table you know, again, that I was talking about at the Pennsylvania Farm Show this year, it's the same same thing. And the connections are coming through. I'm just looking to work for, with a, a big university. And again, I don't want to jinx myself because they came walking into the booth. And if it does come true, uh, then everything will go into hyperdrive, you know, quicker, whether it's the construction materials that we're looking at, uh, the green industry, you know, more commercials pretzels into the Philadelphia stadium, you know, so it just beats the traditional 
super pretzel, you know, and you're going to start seeing people more in shape, you know, just eating that seed and the protein powder and things of that nature burns fat, you know, and it helps even cannabis. It helps with alcohol addictions and things of that. <laughs> well, it does. I mean, there, there are proven, you know, responses to these items, hemp and cannabis and things of that nature. I'm curious when you talk about the quality how does the consumer know and how do you determine is is there a um a, a body that would certify let's say a hemp product so you know that you're actually getting a quality product versus hey we're just we're just throwing something into a bag or a product how do we know the level of quality honestly from the libertarian perspective i don't know if we need to create another agency right there's not don't have to be a quality it's a trust factor in capitalism, the way it should be is when we do business, you come up, you and Dawn, you buy a pretzel. I'm right there. I want repeat customers. You know, we're not a hit and run. You know, this is this. That's one of the things. Obviously, you look at the ingredients. You know, they used to have hemp plus granola cereal out there, and my joke was, it's the last ingredient. Why don't you just buy a bag of hemp seed, get your granola, and throw it in there? You know, so it's it's a convenience thing. Um, and it's a trust thing. And I'll I'll give you a good story here. Um, you remember 911? You know, the I whole do. There. So I had already purchased the, the company. And three months before 911, I was down in Washington, D.C. at the normal event, selling my pretzels to Jack Hare and, and hustling the pretzel type of thing. And lo and behold, this young couple, Kelly and uh, Kelly Ziegler, and her husband, boyfriend, and they're driving a Mercedes-Benz that is on hemp biodiesel fuel, and it smells like French fries. And they come down to Washington, D.C., whatever building we were set up, and we have video, and it's all online. It's under probably the food, not bombs. Um, but anyways, they weren't sure what to do, and I'm, I'm like, I come up I'm like, dude, you got to come up to Lancaster County, Hempfield Township. That's where we're from. And they did it better. They went up to Henry Anslinger's grave. He was one of the big uh, advocates of uh, the drug war, started the cannabis misinformation, kind of perpetuated that type of thing, went up to his grave. Then they went to Three Mile Island. Then they came to Hempfield Township. Uh, they met with the head of the tobacco growers co-op, Jane Balmer. There's a picture of her eye and Michael Wagner, who was a township, Hempfield Township supervisor wearing hemp standing next to this car. Then they went to uh, Philadelphia, New York. They did 13,000 miles on hemp biodiesel fuel three months before 911. And we went to a farm in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. And that was Steve Groff, Lancaster County, not Steve Groff, North America. It's a whole different story. Steve Groff, rumor had it was growing cannabis marijuana back in the day. And it wasn't. It was canaf. It was sun hemp. It looks very similar to it. It's another fiber crop. But we drove. To, they, they drove, and we set up a press conference on his farm. And you can see videotape of me talking and yakking and and you know saying what we want to do. Steve is a supplier of the CBD that goes into our hemp and heat uh, herbal rub that is coming out February, which is phenomenal. It's what I sold out of two years ago that I, I was, people were coming up still angry that they couldn't get it, but that's a topical that we have. And that's knowing the farmer and knowing the supplier and the source. 
And that's the trust. So when you're doing business with people, you know where the product's coming from. You know, and that that's one of the things that we stress, you know, also knowing. Again, this young lady, that Diane, that does her kombucha in Lidditz, Pennsylvania, it's organic. She knows exactly the supply chain, et cetera. And we're going to supply her with the CBD. You know, it's going to go to her product. So that at circle, there's there's a couple of those things in the sense of the journey and then these relationships that the seed was set a long time ago and then it comes into place. From our conversation and you know, part of the desire to find an answer to that question about quality and what am I getting, what really resonates with me, Sean, is if I have any doubt, well, why create it? I'm just going to find you and your platform to the products that you offer and you sell because you've already vetted those. And to me, you are my agency, as you put it, that can say, you know what? I've worked with these people. I know these people. I know the product. I know the methods. I know where and how it's being grown. I would go to you first and see what you have as far as that product because you are now my trusted advisor. You're my you're my hemp guru. So thanks I mean, for that. Yeah, that's that's part of the frustration as an entrepreneur that you know we bring in organic and then you'd have to go through the Pennsylvania Certified Organic Agency. There's another money or no offense to kosher, you know, but it's, that's another thing that you have to go through. The seed is kosher, but then you have to prove it. And, you know, it's, it, it, you know, it's just like, I, so <laughs> long, certain, you know, again, I have to work. And this goes back to really the ultimate thing of funding and capitalization is we will ultimately have our own robot, roboticized, uh, pretzel factory that will be producing our breads, et cetera, that we can make wheat-free, gluten-free when we want to, without asking permission, without having to stop production, infuse them as we need, because we'll have control, you know, that way. And that's what I've always lacked, you know, all the way through. It's just been um, perseverance, but, you know, not always some self-control, but it, I've learned the hard way and I've not, again, ever been really major funded like any major company would when they start. I mean, half a million dollars, quarter million dollars, nothing like that. It was thousands of dollars. I was selling to stores and using that and then going to the next store, next store. You know, so it's again, that's part of the, the wild story. Through our conversation today, you've mentioned a list of different products and different platforms where people can shop. And then the revamped website and things to come. If somebody wants the pretzels and the things that are available today, do you ship them directly to their house? Do they have to find a retailer that is offering them? How can we get these hemsoles and how do we get the uh, mustard and the hot sauce and all the things that you're producing? Um, the If you ever Google, forget anything I say, and you just Google hemp pretzels, I come up number one. Okay. I come up number one. But under my website, I, I merged all. I mean, you can go to hempsels.com and natalieschoice.com. And it's all under lancastertradinghouse.com because that's how I'm incorporated. Instead of having three separate websites, they are working, but they're all under one. So we have a, a, a sh secure shopping cart that way. You can call anytime. I try to keep the inventory up. 
Uh, we are making mustard. A pallet of mustard is in production. We're going to try to make gallons this time. We made minis. They have peanut butters. We've made minis. Um, some of those are done on limited runs. The hemp and heat will be coming out here in February and should be sold out fairly quick, but the ball is rolling. We'll just continue to make more of that. Uh, we do shows. We've done them in the past. I just have not done as many. We Our mustard was in Wegmans through a distributor, but we have not sent anything to the distributor in a while. Um, and that's just getting GTIN numbers together. That's technicalities that I've got to take care of on our end. Um, but the, the hempsels.com will definitely take you to the pretzel company and um, 1-800-USE-HEMP. I'm in Wrightsville, Pennsylvania. Uh, we do local delivery if you're in the Lancaster, York County, Pennsylvania, vicinity. Ship UPS, um, or not UPS, I'm sorry, FedEx, uh, ground or U.S. Postal Service ground seems to be the least expensive way to ship. Um, the site will continue to develop. I have put a lot of stuff. You can read the U.S. Department of Agriculture 1913 yearbook on hemp, and you can read exactly what they did. I scanned all the pages. I collect all that historical stuff. So we're going to put more of that up. You're going to see old pictures of hemp fields in Hanover, PA, uh, out west, Midwest. Again, it's part of the Just Say No campaign. It's KNOW for uh, knowledge, not ignorance like Nancy Reagan on that end but that that's you know eventually we'll get into more stores you know so that that's there's a lot of goals 2024 i just need to bring in the right people uh get the right capital the angel investment without the charges hanging over my head you know this is a long-term investment in what we're doing um so that's how <laughs> well look here's the here's here's the way i look at it sean you're, you're a fascinating gentleman to talk to, but even more so than that, the products we've had, we tasted, we just fell in love. And I think that's the key. As a consumer, taste it, enjoy it. See for yourself what this pretzel is all about, right? Look, I know Philadelphia, you've got your pretzel, right? And I'm from here. So right. I know I know the Philly pretzel, but when I come across something with a healthier alternative, as you said, it's unbleached flour. It's the hemp. It's higher in protein. You know, give it a try. And I'll tell you, I mean, again, no no disparagement to those Philly pretzel aficionados, but these are better. These are really good. And all the outlets and places we go to, breweries and cideries and meateries, and, you know, if you want a snack or you want to offer something to your patron that they're just going to love, you know, seek out the Hemsels and then you find your dip it in the peanut butter and all the other things, the hot sauce line, uh, the 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 jellies. You, you had just a plethora of things. And I am excited. I can't wait to see. I'm glad we came across your booth at the farm show. Um, I'm, I'm grateful for your time today. I'm grateful that you're a friend of Fermented Adventure and we can, you know, I'm, I, I want to keep the conversation going, whatever, uh, you know, Again, order, order those Hemsels, order those, uh, you know, this is somebody who um, I, I think, Sean, for you, you exemplify uh, that American spirit, that entrepreneurship that, you know, hey, I got an idea, you're a wealth of knowledge, you're a wealth of connection, and um, just really excited to see where all this is going. And I'm sorry we found you, 
you know, so, so far into the journey, but I'm glad we did. <laughs> yep, yep. And, and again, lots of fermented beverage choices, lots of choices with pretzels. There should be. And, and we are certainly offering an alternative to a traditional, you know, pretzel on that end and want to continue to expand it. So thank you very much for your time, Rich. Yeah, I was thinking while you were talking about the farmers, um, Bob McDonald of Dancing Star Farms, they're out in the western side of PA. I know he's doing a lot with heirloom grains and rose and rye and all those things, but maybe he can make some space for uh, on, on his uh, acreage for some hemp and continue to provide a great source. I mean, he's a he's a caretaker of the land. He's a caretaker of farming. Um, he and his wife are just wonderful people. And uh, who knows? Maybe it'll be uh, more hemp out there for more people to enjoy. <laughs> yep. Thanks, Sean. Have an awesome day and be safe. I know in Pennsylvania today we have some snow, so uh, be safe Love out there. Love it. Thank you, Rich. Appreciate it. And real fast, I mean, a little quick shout out. Are you going to be anywhere near the uh, Lidditz Fire and Ice uh, in, in the middle of February? Well, uh, we're only about 45 minutes from there. So if there's some reason you guys give me a heads up, we'll figure something out. All right. They got the Fire and Ice uh, Festival. It's a big spectacle. It's a, it's a big spectacle in Lidditz. That's yep. something if you have on your, uh, you know, go-to radar, uh, the Lidditz uh, Festival, Google them. But make sure you're, uh, make sure you're well-stocked on all the, uh, all the brands and, and food that, that come out of uh Lancaster Trading House, <laughs> right? Again, you're in New Jersey. We should be at the Atlantic City Beer Fest uh, at the convention center. So we'll be seeing people that we've been seeing for years and years and years. And that's our goal is to go back there. So look forward to seeing you and Don again, Rich. Thank you very much. Thanks, Sean. Have an awesome day.